What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of What's Your Jersey? I am your host, <laughs> uh, Jacqueline Marfuji. What's up? We're doing things. I'm excited. We're at the uh, Los Palmas Studios offices <laughs> right now. <laughs> My guest is keeping me locked up in this office box. It's very exciting. There's um, writing on the wall about how people hit the hardest for Trump vote. That's cool. Um, yeah, we have so much going on. Uh, my guest this week, his jersey is Miami, Florida. That's where he's from, which is cool. We haven't we haven't had a, a guest from Miami on yet, so that's exciting. We're going to talk all the things. The Bachelorette finale just happened. I don't think either of us give a shit about it, so we're going to talk about how we don't give a shit about it. Uh, we're going to talk about Jay Cutler going to the Miami Dolphins for the Just Enough Sports section. And then we're just going to talk becoming a, a stand-up comedian after being a marine biologist. That's pretty interesting. I've never had that happen. Um, so let's get it started. Uh, guys, my guest this week, he, like I said, is Miami-born. He is a manatee-saving animal enthusiast he's been on conan you've seen him on fx is legit and he is an associate producer of the jim jeffrey show he tours all over the world with jim jeffries guys welcome forrest shaw hello <laughs> i wish everybody could see you do your shimmy at the very beginning like <laughs> it sounds like you're doing a shimmy when you say that but you know Anyways, it's cool. It was cute. Maybe so. someday our producers, aka me, will get us like video equipment. You can do a little GIF. Uh, oh yeah. Or GIF. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it. Some people say GIF, and then some people, the guy that invented it says GIF. I don't know. But that guy's wrong. Even though he invented it, he's mm -hmm. still wrong because that's not GIF. It's not a it's GIF. GIF. It's got to be GIF. It's yeah. definitely GIF. GIF is the yeah. peanut butter that is better than Skippy. But the guy that actually invented it says that you pronounce it as GIF, but he's still wrong. So. He, fuck him. <laughs> Good job inventing it, but yeah. you're wrong. Cool. Now we're yeah. stealing it. We can make a boomerang and put funny words over it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the same as a GIF? Not really. No, it's not. Well, no. No. Because a boomerang goes back and forth. Oh, yeah. Right. And a GIF goes around. Is that it? I think. <laughs> I don't know. So. You're in the digital department. I know. We're in the digital department, but not the technical aspect of it. You know, oh, you're so, right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Are you hard at work today? Uh, Yeah. I'm always hard at work. I don't want to get fired. Yeah. To this. Nah, I didn't do anything today. <laughs> I feel like Wednesdays are kind of like a more chill day around the office. It is the day after our shoot day. Yeah. So it's a, obviously less hectic than Tuesday because that's just crazy. But it's still, it's a weekly show. And it's a new show. And so you kind of don't have much time to kind of relax you it's like gotta, on to the next one yeah we got an episode next tuesday got to figure what out that what that's going to be and we got to figure out what we're doing and then actually in the digital department we're doing a bunch of different stuff with all the different clips and trying to get all that stuff out and get seen the things that people that didn't see you know so yeah it's always busy i love it we're gonna get into the show later all right oh yeah um so we have a just enough section which i call just enough with jacqueline okay uh, which actually <laughs> it means and um, my you said it like I was supposed to know we no, have a just no. <laughs> oh we have a just enough I love these just enough <laughs> just enough uh, the main squeeze uh, who actually works in this office too was like you know just enough about sports so oh, okay I got you. All right. <laughs> all right. 
I um I decided to do a section that kind of anyone that's listening they could talk about sports for the week. Oh, they got so they can like sound like sound like or they just, know what they're talking about at a bar if they went on a date with somebody that exactly. likes sports. Okay, because we have a lot of so I call my listeners meatballs. Yeah, we have a lot of meatballs out there that need yeah. dating advice and you know need stuff to talk about. And even if you're a dude that's not necessarily into sports, at least you'll know what's up this week. Right? I'm pretty good at sports, so I love it. I can give you more than enough. You're gonna give unfortunately. me. Unfortunately, I know it's. I, I I watch too much sports, so but that's. What did you do? You do at ESPN every morning? Do you have the not app? anymore? ESPN's kind of it's on the outs. I don't watch it. I have Apple TV, so I watch it a little bit, but okay. I just go online and look at stuff. You know, I used to watch a lot of ESPN, and uh, the guy I went to high school with is an anchor on ESPN. Oh, and what's so, his name? Max Bredos. Cool. He's on there a lot. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. He does a lot of the soccer coverage too, but he's. He's an egg. I mean, so I like to, you know, once in a while when I know he's on, I'll watch just because I'm rooting for him. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. You go, Max. Yeah, yeah. But I, um. He sounds cool just on his name alone. Yeah. I used to gamble a lot. Like, I, yeah. Oh, like, okay. compulsively. In a bad way. Not in a good way. Not like, not in the Robert De Niro casino. Like, I made money for the mobsters way. Like, in the way that I lost a lot of money. So. Can I tell you something? Yeah. The first time I ever played fantasy football, yeah. my name was Sam Ace Rothstein. Nice. From Good casino, pool there, yeah. Right? <laughs> That's my but favorite I, movie. So it was all sports gambling. So unfortunately, I know a lot about sports because when you gamble on sports, even if you're bad at it, you, you think you know everything. So you sound like you know everything. But I know a lot of stats, too. I have a good memory. OCD. remember a lot of numbers and stuff. Not like Rain Man. Uh, <laughs> like that. I can't count toothpicks. But, the, but yeah. So, Do you have uh, to like, tap the door four times before walking no, out? No. Not that bad. <laughs> We're not but, that uh, bad. <laughs> but I do count a lot of things. Like, do you like look for patterns and? I think that's like something. Like in the ceiling or like in the no. I don't. Me? I see. They always say okay. you have angel numbers. <laughs> do you have like a number you see repeatedly everywhere? No. No. <laughs> angel numbers. <laughs> that's too like. I don't think men have angel numbers. That's not a. What's your angel number, <laughs> bro? Oh uh, yeah. Eleven. <laughs> I see it everywhere. Written in rose petals on the at the florist and drawn in the sand, but no, I don't have an angel. I don't know what. Not like that. I just. I mean, I. I think that like I try to organize stuff with my mind, um, and that's like a, a trait of OCD. I think. Oh yeah. I don't know. You're making me feel like I might have OCD. I don't know. I feel like I have it now. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing something <laughs> as you're looking at me. Am I touching my shirt weird? Or... <laughs> no. I'll do this. Like I'll organize stuff on a table. Do you ever do that when you're talking? You'll just do like stuff like. You start putting it in. No one can see this. This is a podcast. <laughs> Great bit. Uh, no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like these pieces of paper. I, I would, I'd make sure they're all aligned, like Just symmetrically. Perfectly. Yeah, is this I don't killing want you right now. No, it's not. It doesn't kill me. It's, it's, I'm not like where I have to fix it, but I'll just do it, you know. And then I have a friend back home that always pointed out to me because he's an asshole. You know, I'd be like, oh, you know, you're always organized. I'm like, all right, thanks. Got it. Yeah, your That's eyes are friend. crooked. Whatever. <laughs> point out stuff to me. Like, tell me something nice. So. <laughs> That sounds fun. I like. Did have you heard the Neil Brennan bit? And he always talks about how he thinks sports gambling is so dumb. No, but it's uh, all gambling's dumb. So I haven't heard his bit though. Yeah. he's great. I mean, but I, I just I haven't heard I that. I love bit. Neil. Yeah. Actually, I was listening to some of his stuff. Here, wait. <laughs> I have some quotes where he says about football. Yeah. Have, have you heard the football stuff? I like. I it. think I've heard him do that bit. I've done his show, you know, at the, the West Side Theater, like yeah. you know, a bunch of times. I know he was doing a bit about football, and I forget what it was, but he How was doing football player does football at the wrong time. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 I've heard him do that bit. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and how sports is a way to avoid your wife. Um, 
but yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm not married, but <laughs> it's a way to avoid like your life, other things like that too. So that's true. Sorry, I'm just moving, so I'm not looking. But if you're listening to this podcast, you like, move right here. You're you're right in I it. I have to be right here because uh, <laughs> now I'm facing north. Exactly. <laughs> I'm kidding. He totally has OCD. <laughs> it's great. Okay. No, I just want to look out the window. Like it was like the, the light was bothering me. Oh yeah. Okay. It's I told you like my here. brain is not working right today. So that's okay. Is that am I not supposed to pull back the curtain on my no you can my emotions no this is everybody I'm dying. I could die during this podcast. So. <laughs> That'll be big ratings for you. It'll be a first on what's it'll your be jersey. awesome. I mean, think of all the blogs and people. Do you think are, we'll make it on Reddit? Yeah, guy dies on podcast that sort of has some credits. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> you may have not seen him on this, but he died on a podcast. Anyways, it's... I'll try to kill you at one point. It'll and the whole, fun. yeah, the whole thing was just just fast forward to 1346. That's all you need. You can hear his last breath. And uh, there's a picture on there somewhere. His jokes were killing so hard. Yeah. <laughs> he killed himself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Let's talk sports. All Just right. enough, guys. Um, did you know the Patriots are getting their own plane? No. Yeah. Their own plane? Yeah, their own plane that has like the Patriots logo on the outside of it. And they're the first NFL team in the league to actually have a plane that takes the entire team from game to game. So the owner's buying the plane. Exactly. That's pretty cool. I know some other Patriots news from today that I feel is more important. What? Okay, so Vince Wilfork is retiring. Do you know what? who that is? Yeah. You do? <laughs> no. Just enough? Not enough? Not enough. Vince Wilfork was their nose tackle during part of the – I mean, they've been this long dynasty run now, but he won a couple of Super Bowls with them. So the nose tackle, you know, is – he's on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. They're generally big. He's ex- exceptionally big. He's just a giant – Like a fridge? 300 and something pound. Super agile and fast, though. But I know I follow him because he went to the University of Miami and I the University of Miami football. That's what I grew up watching. Yeah. And so he's a University of Miami player. So I really I always root for them. And uh, he retired, but they signed him to a one day contract just so he could retire as a Patriot because he was playing for the Texans oh. the last two or three years. So they did it kind of because he wants to go. I, he, I think he might go in the Hall of Fame. Who knows? For nose tackles, the stats aren't big, but mm. but he retired. But he also retired with a commercial for Kingsford Charcoal about barbecuing and the whole thing was him walking like he was going into a game you can find it it was like it was like trending on twitter and uh at the end he goes i'm hanging up my cleats for smoked meats and then he's just grilling with a hat on that just says ribs and he's in overalls with no shirt and he's a big dude so it's just a lot of flesh hanging out of there overalls and, stuff. and he's grilling meat and then it just says come to the ultimate tailgate barbecue the for the patriots september 7th whatever their kickoff day is like yeah. that and uh, I thought it was the coolest way to retire ever. He's just going to barbecue now. I don't know if he's professionally barbecuing or what, but I mean, he looks like barbecue. Like if you were going to draw <laughs> a person, if you said draw a person that represents barbecue, it would be this dude. Just a guy with no shirt and overalls, 300 and something pounds, yes. but could still probably run like a 4640, you know? He's wow, good. he's Look got it. a strong heart right there. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> He's great. Yeah. So anyways. That's gold. There you go. I, I, There's some ever, sports. I, I want to see that commercial. Just throw Vince Wilfork around in your conversation. Vince. Barbecue. That's all you got to remember. <laughs> you see Vince Wilfork retired in barbecue and you just say that and be like, oh, yeah, you know, just enough. There you <laughs> go. Just yeah. enough. <laughs> That's awesome. So wait, he's not going to play in the first game, though. No, 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 no. They do okay. that sometimes like when people have played for a team that they want to retire with or go into the that are like legendary kind of or like at least well thought after players yeah a lot of times as a gesture that team will sign him to a one-day contract 
So he plays for them for today, and tomorrow the contract expires. There's no money involved. Okay. So it's just like a symbolic gesture. I like that. That yeah, means yeah. they have feelings. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, once in a while, you're like, all right. So you can get the, I guess the owners have a little bit of a heart here. You guys aren't so bad. Yeah. I think a lot of them have heart. <laughs> yeah, that's happened a lot. The other, other players have done that, where they've, they've signed a one-day one contract and retired and stuff. So. I, would knew, I would know that if I knew more than just enough. Well, now sports. you know. Now I know. Thank you. Put Thank that you in the memory us. bank. Right back here. Building. That's your sports part of your brain. I know. Yeah. You're building it. I like this. I feel like I usually don't learn that that much about the sports from the guests. There you go. So I like. I want you to school me on sports. Um, more football stuff, but this is college football. Okay. Uh, UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen yeah. just talked about. He's a junior right yeah. now. And he's talking about how it's unfair that these quarterbacks in college and football players have to do the same amount of schooling that everyone else has to do. And that the SAT scores need to be higher to get into like UCLA than like Alabama. Yeah. And it's not fair because Alabama is killing it and they want everything to be even. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I saw like some alert come up and it said UCLA quarterbacks. I didn't read the whole article, but that's he gave what it a is. lot of like quotes. So what's on he it? saying that you okay. should have to. That it shouldn't be as hard to get into a school for athletes. Oh, because they're dumber. Exactly. He said you shouldn't have to go to school and be an athlete at the same time. It's like having two full-time jobs. Yeah. I mean, that goes back to the should they get paid or not in college. Exactly. He Well, um, UCLA just – how much was the contract? Is it hard to get into UCLA? It is. So I yeah. have – I wasn't trying to despair. Did you go there? No. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> It seemed like it wouldn't be hard. I don't know, but it it actually is, and they have issues there where they want to draft certain guys, especially now. They don't and draft they can't. them in college. Not draft. Recruit. Recruit. Yeah, recruit. Yeah, yeah. I should know this. There you go. You're learning still. <laughs> they um they're trying to recruit certain guys and they can't get them in because they can't get into the school. And there's other schools that are kind of you know putting a blind eye to so it. So is he saying he's stupid, or is he just saying all athletes are? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Or no, there was a guy better than me, but he was an idiot. He should have went here. I mean, I don't understand, like, his point. Like, one of the quotes from him is, raise the SAT requirement at Alabama and see what kind of team they have. Oh, so he's throwing shade at out. Okay, so yeah. Alabama's full of a bunch of idiots. Well, that sounds kind of – is he white or black? Do we he's know? white. Okay. So. Oh, wait, I printed out a picture of him. You want to yeah. see him? This is him. Yeah. Wow, he looks old. I know, right? Doesn't he? He looks like he's You're not like, looking at the coach, right? No, I'm not looking at the coach, but – He's supposed to be he 20, like 22 or under. Do you know what I'm saying? He looks like he's he's had a tough life already. He's beaten as a kid or smoked a lot of cigarettes or something. I don't know. But the, but um, look, I hate Alabama as much as that because they win every – or they're in the race to win every year. They're about to – you know, and they've never had any sanctions against them, which is weird because all these teams yeah. in college always have, like, recruiting violations or, you know, like the coach bought strippers for them or, like, mm-hmm. there was some school where they were paying for abortions or something like that. <laughs> I'm serious. That was like happening. I think it was Miami, actually. Probably. No, I'm serious. <laughs> but uh, you guys were no- fun. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, that's why we're the best. Exactly. Yeah, you don't have to worry about. We didn't have to worry about you know some girl that you got pregnant. You just went and played the game. <laughs> that's when we were winning. And then they take care of it. Yeah, they now, make a call. Now there's no more free abortions. Miami's been in a tailspin. We haven't been doing as well. So we got a new coach though. Maybe he'll start that program back up again you know really you think so yeah just free abortions. abortions for everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. party <laughs> we just i just raised the roof guys on abortions yeah, yeah. wow okay um yeah so i i don't i think that it sounds borderline racist it does a little bit even though there are white people playing on alabama but it just sounds like a kind of something it just seems like it's like stop crying about it yeah also like 
you know, the, nobody wants to go. I, I don't know. I, I guess people, UCLA at one point was good. But, uh, they, yeah. I know I have an inside. I, my, I have a family member that's a coach there. Not for football. Where? UCLA? Yeah. And Eucla. Yeah. Mm. And so we're a big UCLA family. And I know they have had trouble with that in the past. So... I mean, Every year they're supposed to be better again, and then they're not, and then you know? they're not. But I think they're going to be great this year. Yeah, Go especially UCLA. with that guy. That guy's really drawing all the right attention that they want. I think maybe this is great for them. They're getting attention. They're getting press. I don't. They're not attracting recruits. That's for sure. Hey, it's really hard to get in here. Are you stupid? Don't come here. Are you stupid? Do you run a four two forty? We don't want you. He's trying to make it better for everyone. Yeah. I don't know. Um, let's talk Miami. Dolphins. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cutler. From Miami. You are. But I'm not, Dolphins aren't my favorite team in the NFL. The Broncos are. Can you tell the meatballs why, why this is a thing for you? You know, like, you know how like when a duck's born and whatever it sees first, it imprints on it and that's yeah. like what its mom or dad is? You know, spoiler alert, I have a duck. Ah, <laughs> all right, that was a terrible joke. <laughs> Edit that out. All right, so, um, no, I, uh, the first Never. thing, the first game I went to was like a Bronco game. And, uh, and, you know, at Mile High Stadium back in the day when Elway was there. And so I was like, this is the team I like. That's I don't it. know. That's, it's pretty boring stuff. But anyways, that's oh. so – even though I grew up in Miami and I was living in Miami at the time, when I went back there, my grandparents are big Dolphins supporters. So I went to a bunch of Dolphins games, even okay. in the Marino era. But And I rooted for them always, but I wasn't like – I was like, oh, yeah, I like the Broncos. Like I was just like a punk kid. I was like, yeah, that's my team because yeah. I saw them once. I don't even remember if they won that game or not. I couldn't even tell you they were playing. I just went to. <laughs> Did the... you like their jersey colors? Was that? No, it? it was just like this is the team we're rooting for. Then when you're a kid, you're like, yeah, this is my team. You know, yeah. I liked Elway. And then some. My friend did a warm up on a show where Elway was on it one time as a guest, and he told me he was an asshole. So that kind of ruined my whole thing. But isn't that annoying? I think he was lying. So because he was he was a Browns fan, and the Broncos always beat the Browns that way. And it's, well, He's just bitter. Let's not get too deep into it, but <laughs> but I do root for the Dolphins. I do. I follow them. I know Jay Cutler. Is that you mentioned that right? Yeah. Jay, yeah. Is their quarterback now after he retired? Um, <laughs> and Took- the the big news there, I think, was that like Colin Kaepernick didn't get signed by them. Exactly. Because he's still unemployed, even though he's young and was led a team to a Super Bowl and able, and is probably better than. All the third-string quarterbacks, for sure, he's better than. All the second-string quarterbacks, probably, as well. And he's probably better than, you know, the bottom third of the starting. I mean, he's he's still very viable. And better and than someone that's been retired already. Yeah, yeah. He's got better hair. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he's I'm got... I'm very jealous of the hair. I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the... Yeah, I, have a, I, have a, I have a friend that's a comedian, and he's a, he's Dominican, and he used to have really short hair, mm-hmm. like just like close, like kind of almost shaved down close to his head. And he's, it started getting longer and longer. And I saw him one day and it was just like poofed out everywhere. Okay. And I was like, yeah, you got to, you, why aren't you wearing your hair like that? And he goes, why? I go, you should just have your hair crazy like that. He's a comedian. I go, I go you'd already be famous now. You understand <laughs> that, right? I was, and he goes, what? And, and I go, let me, I got to explain something. White people want what they can't have. Just remember that. We have extreme FOMO. Yeah, yeah. And even if you're like a wealthy person, you can't get that hair that you have. Like, we'll be like, what the fuck? Like, that's why that's that whole thing. Like, don't touch our hair, you know? Like yeah. that. Yeah. So anyways, you know, I'm kind of jealous of Colin Kaepernick's hair. Like, it's more of that. But you know what's messed up? It's like the, the whole thing is he took a knee during the anthem and, you know, and not not the protest war or veterans stuff like that, you know, as he was, he was not happy or he's not happy 
with the way that uh, black people are treated uh, unfairly in this country, especially by police and so forth. And there's statistics to back that up. You can argue that back and forth. But even that, even still, he should have that right to do that. And uh, meanwhile, in October, the NFL forces you to wear pink for breast cancer. I'm not saying let's not like bring awareness to breast cancer, but I don't think they'd be wearing pink if they, you know, it's like it's like a cause that they're trying to draw well, attention do you think to. September is prostate cancer, like awareness November. for prostate yeah, cancer. November, yeah, November month. is, right? Is November it? is September. It's right or before or after. I think it, I was talking about it today with someone. Yeah. I think it, we'll Google this. And but they we'll don't give a shit check. about it. But like, why yeah. why aren't they doing something special for that? Yeah. I feel like that affects a lot more people in the NFL. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, prostate is a bigger uh, <laughs> than breast. You know? And look, I'm, I think, you know. I think it's great that they're doing that. Yeah, the NBA does something like in, uh, I think it's for April, they do a thing like for uh, environmental awareness. Usually they have like, I don't know, recycled warm-up shirts or some shit they wear. And so I think that's fine. But I think if somebody's doing something nonviolent that's non-disruptive, it really is non-disruptive. It's just he feels like uh, to bring attention to something. And if the NFL is going to do it on their own, then you should be allowed to do your own thing. But And here's the other messed up thing about that is they're like, oh, Colin Kaepernick is, it's it's about economics. Like if you listen to sports, right, it's economics thing is, is the team signs them, they're going to lose money. Nobody that is a season ticket holder to any team in the NFL is going to get rid of their tickets because they signed Collar Kaepernick <laughs> as their second string quarterback. No. No, but no. Maybe one person that's going to be like, I'm principal, and they'll, they'll tell everybody about it at a bar. Like, guess what I did? I turned my, like, you're and an idiot. And they're not even going to yeah. turn the tickets in. They're just going to sell them on StubHub. Yeah. <laughs> and make money off of it. So they'll still be butts yeah. in the seats. And his jersey was, I think, in the top 30. Yeah, he made so much money off of that so jersey. So I don't think that like, like that Kaepernick's losing you money right now. I think he just needs to get signed and get on the field and like show what he can do. Like, yeah. just go play football. Go but he did it last year. I mean, he for. came in a couple games and played, you know, decent stuff. It's Yeah. I think it's, gonna, I think it's bullshit. But, I think yeah. I would be very sad if he I wasn't. Mean, Jay Cutler was like, this is how bad it was. Like, they had to convince him to come out of retirement, too. That's insane. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'll come out of retirement. They're like, no, please. They had to beg him. And they were like, Cap- and then they, their excuse was, oh, the, the offensive coordinator used to work with Cutler. Yeah. Which he did, but I think he's also worked with Kaepernick. And there's oh, I didn't know he worked with him also. I think there was some tie-in I saw. I don't know. Okay. I only know, like, look, I don't know everything. Don't <laughs> use don't? that part on the Just Enough. What? <laughs> Fuck this. But yeah. Well, I'm just excited. This is for the chicks out there that don't know anything about football. Kristen Cavallari is married to Jay Cutler, so you're going to see a lot oh, of yeah. cute football outfits. In Miami this season, yeah. the kids are going to be there. It's going to be like the Giselle Bunchen of the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Like Kristen's just going to be rocking all the Miami Dolphins stuff. So that's that's good for fashion, guys. Right? Yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, that's what we care about. <laughs> Not that Miami really in needs yeah. like more well, fashion. Their starting quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. I don't know what his girlfriend or wife's name was. She was very fashionable too. Really? By that I mean attractive. Attra- so, yeah. <laughs> just hot. Yeah. I, everyone's hot, in Miami. I mean, also, what was pro- it like professional athletes, it's like, <laughs> if they don't have, like, a really hot girlfriend or wife, then you're like, they must be a really nice guy. <laughs> like, just, like, <laughs> that's just, like, what's happening? The third baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers is Justin Turner. Uh-huh. He's got a giant ginger, like, mullet hair with a giant ginger beard. Mm-hmm. He's just a weird looking guy. And it's like, if you just Google him and girlfriends on Google. I don't or, know if he's married or has a girlfriend now, but it's just him with a lot of different women that he clearly could not get. No, no. I he think looks I. Like, yeah. I just saw a picture, and she looks like a Barbie doll. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I just started. Yeah. Uh, well, he looks like a wildling, which is like the people that live on the other side of the wall and have like no, 
they have nothing. They don't even have like houses that they live in. They just live in tents. He looks like one of those guys. And they're like, hey, look at all these really attractive women he's going around LA with. How's, how'd that happen? Personality. It's all personality. Yeah. Don't work on catching fly balls. Work on your personality, guys. It gets you far. That's funny. That's what I have, personality. You do. You're yeah. killing it. Sitting in an empty office right now. <laughs> Doing a podcast, having a panic attack. Right. I don't know panic attack. No, it's not what it is. I don't know what it is. I sprayed you with rose out. water to calm you down. I think that helps. <laughs> we can do more. No, no, I'll, maybe in like ten minutes. Maybe in like ten minutes. I like that. Yeah. I mean, there. That's pretty much all I really wanted to talk about sports wise this week. Was there anything else that happened that you're like really passionate about? Well, I'll say. Did you you talked about Kyrie Irving? I'm sure on another podcast. No. You know who Kyrie Irving is no. You know LeBron James is, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm not a big bas- basketball person. I usually skim over the basketball. Well, LeBron James plays for the everyone. Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes. Last year they won the NBA, not last year, two years ago they won the NBA title, which was incredible because Cleveland never wins anything because it's a sad sack of a city. They don't really deserve <laughs> to win anything, in my opinion, because <laughs> they haven't transferred over into out of the whatever manufacturing process jobs they were doing there. If you've ever been there before, it's just a sad city. I have a lot of friends that are from there, but still. Does get it Doug together. know you feel this way about it? No, I don't know. <laughs> I've said it before. Diehard Cleveland fan. Um, but I was happy for him because I'm a LeBron fan. But the second best player on their team is Kyrie Irving. Okay. And he wants to trade because he doesn't like playing with LeBron anymore or anything. But mm-hmm. if you need to know a little bit about sports, you should always be on LeBron's side in this argument, right? Number one best player, I say ever. People will say Michael Jordan, but he's in the conversation. And also Kyrie Irving believes the earth is flat. What? Yeah. He's a grown person that, you know, is, How? he went to Duke University on a scholarship, but still <laughs> enough to where someone would have been like, yo, the earth's round. Just, so you know, at Duke University, like one of you the best. You can't graduate until yeah. you accept this. No, he only went one year, but but still. Got it. He still went to one of the best uh, educational institutions in, in the world. What's his reasoning for this? Uh, <laughs> the same reasoning all flat earthers say. They're just like, yeah, if I look out, it's when I'm flying in a plane, it looks flat. Just like the eye test. That's their... Yeah, which is like stupid because you could just look at a person and you'd be like, hey, you know, we have like organs inside of our body, heart and intestines. And they're like, no, nah, I don't know, I just see skin. So I'm just assuming there's more skin inside of you. Like, no. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good analogy, but he's in, he plays with a round ball. He's a basketball player and he still thinks the earth is flat. That's all you need to know about him. Anyways. So Team LeBron. There you go. Yeah. Thank you for schooling us. There you go. Just enough with Forrest Shaw, guys. Yeah. It's a big segment. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I want to talk. Just enough of Farah Shah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so were you born in Miami or were you born in Florida? I was born in Miami. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's uh, a big deal. Mercy Hospital, Coconut Grove. Oh, Coconut Grove. That just sounds fancy. It sounds fancy. It's like an artist colony, but now it's just like a mall. Wait, with like a bunch of hippies and stuff? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, big hi- Coconut Grove was a big hippie kind of, hey, man, come over here and, you know, just... And throw something on a canvas, sell it, and they have a huge art festival there now, and uh, that, that forever they've had it there. But it, you know, like any of those places, it got co-opted, and they built like malls and you know, Bubba Gump shrimp chains and shit like that. And, <laughs> but it's still a really cool area, Coconut Grove, because all the it's right up near the water, and then the streets are lined with like uh, like uh, banyan and ficus trees, so that when you drive down the street, you can't even see the sun, even in the middle of the day, practically, because it's just like trees covering the whole. Oh. All these really cool uh, roadways and stuff. It's a nice area. That's so, cool. Yeah, I was born there right on the water. Do you still have family there? 
Yeah, I have. Um, my mom is my only family left in South Florida, but she lives in the Florida Keys now, which love is love the Florida just, Keys. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. good just, fishing there. You're fishing, yeah, fisher, fisher woman, fisher, fisher, fisher person. Are you supposed to? Do I you have, just say fisherman. Or, <laughs> you fish. That's how you say. It, yeah. That's it. There yeah. we go. Fish? Um, I fish. Yeah. Uh, we had this captain. If you ever, I don't know if he's still there because I haven't been there in a while. If you ever go to Isle Morata. Yeah, sure. Uh, captain Hollywood. <laughs> Look him up. <laughs> you have to meet where, him. Where did you go out of like Bud and Mary's Marina or there's uh, Holiday oh, Isle? I forget the name. We were staying at a hotel and he actually brought his boat to the hotel every time we would oh, go. Oh, God, okay. And this is when I was a lot younger. This is before I moved to LA. Um, but yeah. we went out a few times with them and caught over 30 fish each time sure yeah my mom lives right near El Morado. oh okay yeah. cool lower Matacumbi it's called but it's really the keys is really unique and cool if you've never been there mm-hmm. um a lot of drinking a lot of, did you ever go to kelly's kelly Ke- mcgillis's from top gun she owned oh, a in, bar in key west you mean yeah i've never been there but I've, I've seen it and i know where it is and she owned a restaurant there too that was yeah it was the restaurant, the restaurant bar yeah. you're talking about okay yeah yeah uh, um, I've never been there. My mom's been there, and okay. like I've been to Key West a bunch, but I've never been to that restaurant. Is it good? It was cool. Yeah, it's just like it, Kelly McGillis owns like, this. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> but the, when I went there, I was too young to even see Top Gun, so it wasn't even like a big deal. I just uh, was like, oh, she's she's an actress. I want to be er- an actress. Ernest Hemingway has a house there. Yes. All the cats have six toes. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> There you go. Just enough. Key West. (laughs) But I didn't know like what the deal was. Like there is a very diverse population of people in Key West, I would say. You mean gay community? Yes. Gay community. I think everybody knows that. don't they? But I didn't. The first time I went there, like I just thought everyone was really happy and like didn't. I was so young that it didn't like (laughs) phase me at all. Yeah. They have um, they have a big party there every year called Fantasy Fest. Okay. And it's a week long thing for it's go leads in the Halloween basically. But they, it's kind of like a Mardi Gras, but for Key West. And so the week leading up to it, they have parades with beads and the whole kind of same thing. And they have best pet costume. And they have, and it's a lot of nudity and kind of like great. that. And then Fantasy Fest is the final party and stuff. But it was, uh, you know, you know, gays know how to throw a party. They, so. they party better. I get so jealous when I drive down Santa Monica Boulevard and see what's happening on a Tuesday night on the bars. Yeah, or Tuesday at one in the afternoon. It looks fun. <laughs> You're right. No trash on the road there. It's great. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, everything's nice. They know when how I to first party. moved here, I drove Uber for like the first year. That's and smart. I was like, I always there was only one time I picked up like a, a car full of, of gay guys that wasn't fun. Like every time I was like, Oh wow, I didn't know about this radio station. Now literally there's a like if you listen to public radio, uh, like on, on the weekends, like after a certain hour, it's like the best like kind of like down tempo and cool electronic music. I was like, well, I wouldn't have known about that. If, but yeah, <laughs> it's always good car rides with them. So. I love that. Yeah. So your mom lives in the Keys now. She lives there, yep. Cool. I was born in Miami officially. So Were you funny as a kid? I don't know. Um, I, th- I think I liked funny things and I liked to try and be like a smart ass. So more sarcastic, you know, yeah. and like try to be funny and make people, I think, but I, I don't remember specifically being like, all right, I'm, I'm going to be a comedian because I think once I told people I was going to be a comedian, almost everybody was like, really? Like, well, like, you know, like they didn't see it, you know, that's kind what of thing. happened with me. Yeah. I'm not as far along or as established as you are by any means, but no, but still it's like you have uh, it's like something you're driven to do it, you know? So yeah. it's like. But I was in the comedy. I remember watching comedy since I was little, you know, and yes. being like, oh, I like this. What you know? would you watch when you were little? Um, 
so uh, my mom would go up the coast to this place called Sebastian Inlet, or it's actually a Wabasso Beach, but Sebastian Inlet, if you look on a map, you can find it. Okay. And her friend, her two friends, uh, lived in a house that they basically house sat for these people at. It was a big house with a guest house, and most of the time they weren't there, so they de facto kind of was their house. And on the beach, it was like the, na- the closest neighbor was like a half mile away. So you had this whole run of the beach. So my mom and her friends and everybody, they would go out to the beach. And a lot of times I'd stand and watch videos because the guy that lived there owned a video store. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, oh, here's a bunch of cartoons. Like you can watch like vintage cartoons. And it was cool. Like a lot of cool. There was like a cartoon called Mr. Pincushion. And he'd pop all these, you know, uh, personified balloons, whatever. It was like some weird thing. But anyways, they were far away is my point. They'd be like almost a like quarter of a mile away. And so when they would leave and I could see when they're going to walk up, I put in all these stand-up tapes and stuff I wasn't supposed to be watching so I put in like Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. you know and I put in um Robin Williams I would never understand but I watched like George Carlin there was one jamming in New York it's called mm-hmm. it wasn't a great name for a special no, but it was like very very cheesy yeah but it was a great special it's like he did a lot of airplane humor on there which I always think about now and if you did it now you'd be like oh it's kind of hack but he was like the original he was kind of breaking down the language of of flying on, on from the beginning to end on a flight that was that special so i remember watching that one and then gary shanling yeah. who just died mm-hmm. not too long ago i mean george carlin died too but uh gary shanling died this year i think or, or last year it was last, last year. year yeah yeah uh so he's really dry and sarcastic so i kind of got that from him and then um george carlin was like the the intellect of it i really liked and eddie murphy i don't really i don't think there's anything in my stand-up that i kind of emulate of him but he's just such like he was so like big, you know. what I'm saying like just the, his a showman kind of thing. Yeah. So as a kid, I would just watch him and be like, "This is like amazing." This you know? is so entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was all dirty, you know. That's so why. That's why the whole yeah. point was I'd I'd watch it and then I'd look through the window to see when they're walking up and I'd be like, ah, "All right." And I, have I to love throw... how other kids were probably watching porn and you were worried about watching comedians. I know. And then I had to throw back in the Mr. Pincushion <laughs> cartoon. Like, You're still watching this? So, yeah, just keep rewinding it. It's great. <laughs> Doug actually sent me, I had never seen um, the George Carlin bit uh, about football versus baseball. Oh, yeah. It's a famous one. Yeah. He sent that to me today. Yeah. Um, I sent it to my whole family. I, I, I actually, you know what? I'm going to write down the mark of where we are at because I will play it right now for you meatballs. 34 minutes. Cool. Um, you didn't write it down, though. I didn't write it down. <laughs> I'm going to use this. That's what I do. I'm like, I'm going to remember this. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain would remember that with your numbers. Are you kidding me? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> I'm writing right now, guys. Minute, Mark. But, okay. You do comedy now, but you became a marine biologist. Yeah, that's what I did out of school. Yeah. How did that happen? I'm very confused right now. Um, you know, I won a contest to be a marine biologist. And uh, <laughs> they're like, do you that's know anything about science? I go, not really. And they said, neither do we. We make it all up. Global warming is a hoax. No. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> it'd be better if I would have said global warming instead of global. Global. I don't know what that is. It's, it's not a stroke. Headache. It's you feeling like you're about to die. Oh, yeah. That, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I went to school. I studied, um, you know, I didn't study marine biology. I studied environmental science, basically. Okay. And I did, when I did an internship, I did it like, it was basically monitoring seagrass. You know what that is? Seagrass? Seagrass is a plant. Mm-hmm. It's a flowering plant that lives on the ocean floor. There's different varieties of it. That used species. to sketch me out when I was a kid in Florida. The seagrass dead or the yeah. algae? Maybe the it was stuff the algae. Floating? Just anything I stepped on I didn't really like. 
Yeah, you wanted there to be cement yeah. in the ocean. <laughs> Why is the this ocean would not be great if it was tiled. cement? Yeah. <laughs> like an aquarium. The marble on the yeah, floor. Yeah. <laughs> That's a um, great idea. Yeah, I guess the seagrass would kind of wig you out and stuff, but it's it's a habitat, a very important habitat for. So I did an internship with that, which was more geared towards marine biology. And then when I applied for a job with the county government there as as a biologist. That was what we were doing. So I kind of led me in that direction. And then I worked there for like almost 13 years. Oh. Yeah. And so. Did you work with manatees also? I did. Why did you see a picture of me with a manatee? I did. Well, I did see a picture of yeah. you with a manatee. Yeah. So I, um, over time, I did a bunch of different things. It was, I, I worked for the county government there. But over time, I did a bunch of different things. And one of the things I got to do was work in the manatee protection program for Miami-Dade County. I love them so much. Well, yeah. Who? Well, some people don't like them, some but people? yeah, some people that want to like because because of the manatees, there's certain um, because they're endangered, even though they're being taken off that list to be threatened instead of endangered. There's protections and things that are in place that kind of restrict dock building, boat speeds, things like that. So people get up and blame the manatees for it, like it's their right to do whatever. So uh. there are some people that hate them, but most people love manatees because why wouldn't you? You know, right? There, there's nothing like them. Yeah, no, they're great. So I um I think the picture you saw was after I or right when I was stopped, I think I stopped working at Derm. Yeah, I'd already stopped on Earth Magazine, which is a magazine that the National Resource Defense Council puts uh-huh. out. We did an article on me being a, a former biologist and now comedian. And they wanted to do a really cool photo shoot. At first we shot some stuff with dolphins, mm-hmm. which was cool. But then I said, hey, you know, I think I can get a permit to uh, to go to this place uh, called Three Sisters Spring where there's a viewing area and stuff. People go and watch the manatees because it's warmer there in the winter. And during the winter, manatees have to be in warmer water. They have to be in water temperatures. Preferably that's 72 degrees and higher, but, you know, yeah. 68 degrees and higher, somewhere around that. That's why they're um, all in Florida, right? Yeah, that is. That is because <laughs> they'll venture further north in like the summertime and stuff like that. But when the winter hits, they got to be where there's warmer waters and spring, warmer uh, uh, spring fed like water and stuff like that. So we got this permit to shoot there. If you if you look at four shot comedian, you put images, there's a picture of me next to a manatee. And there was some photoshopping done as far as coloration and stuff. But it's not photo. I'm next to that manatee. It's all there. I'm fully clothed, <laughs> holding a microphone underwater. It's one of the coolest pictures I've ever seen. It is cool. And if actually, if you if you do Google that, you'll see other pictures that weren't Photoshop colorized and stuff. So you'll yeah. see clearly there's other pictures of me. So I was confused um, about that. Yeah. So that one was the one that was used for the article. That one that looks a little bit different. Okay. But, but it's not Photoshop with me in there. And so we we took a boat to the ed, the, the the mouth of these springs where there was probably about a hundred manatees in that day. What? And there's people on like boardwalks and like kayaks and things looking in. And then I just looked like a maniac that was coming in there to kill manatees. Like I was fully clothed, jeans, shirt, sneakers, everything, and I'm just swimming through the water like that. And I think people just thought I was like a crazy person. Like, were you scared at all? No. Why would I be scared? I don't know. That was, I don't like being in water with like big animals surrounding me. I feel like, uh, but, but they're like, they're so sweet, right? Yeah, they would never they, do anything. They're herbivores, to you. so they're not. They're, they're not, not, gonna about, eat they're not you. trying to eat you, <laughs> and they're very friendly. What do they feel like up close? Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of them rubbing on me in there, and you're not supposed to reach out and touch them. But they if they rub you up against very you, it's attractive. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I sort of have the shape of a manatee right <laughs> now. But, but <clears throat> you're a smoke show for it. Fat joke. Uh, I they. Have, I um. We used to go to Captiva Island every year. Oh yeah. And so You'd that was a big like thrill as a little kid, just walking out on the dock and 
kids were entertained very easily. So Did we you see just, manatees there? Yeah, we would always just yeah. stand and stare at the manatees for like a half an hour. Yeah, they're dinner. cool. They don't do much. They just fart and eat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to not get hit by a boat. That's like their main goal. But uh, yeah, they feel like, uh, I don't know, they have, they have a, a hair that comes out like every inch or so. Really? You know, yeah, they're mammals, so you have yeah. to have like some sort. But their skin kind of feels like kind of the way it looks. It's not rough, okay, but it's not super like smooth like a dolphin or something like that. But it's but it's just like kind of leathery a little bit. I'd say, you know, okay, yeah. And did because you're in the picture with one manatee. Yeah, that just and it's perfectly symmetrical. Like we took a lot of pictures. I was in the water for like two hours. What? Doing yeah. So we took a lot of pictures, and that was With like just that one. Or no, no, no. Ones? There's all different manatees. <laughs> my favorite one's the one where I'm standing on the bottom, and then like one rolled over next to my head. I'm holding onto the microphone. It looks like it's like coming in, like yo, like it's just photo bombing me, you know. But it's <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. I mean, because I never got to do that. You know, when I was working, I wasn't playing. Yeah, I was more like playing. You know, like, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna hang out with manatees today. That's when you're amazing. Working, like half the time, not to be make. It's depressing, but half the time my job was going to find the dead manatees, and then we'd have to do the necropsies on them. Oh, know? what? I'm sorry. Can you tell the meatballs oh, what necropsy. that is? Oh, uh, Okay. <laughs> you know what an autopsy is, right? Yes. Everyone's watched CSI or anything. That's when they do, you know, when they, after a, a human is dead, and they try to determine the cause of death, and they, so with an animal, they call it necropsy. So, wow. yeah. So, it's just a... So basically, you were like the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue for manatees. And it was like, yeah. who's going to make the cover? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that one, I don't know what it is. Uh, name, name it. What would you name it? I don't know. It's hard to name a manatee. They're, they're, you know, one just died at this at this, uh, at this this zoo there where they had it. Oh. His name is Snooty. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible name. Yeah. And so you're trying to feel bad about it. And they're like, Snooty died. And you're like, all right, that's a stupid name. And it's distracting me. From the fact that you guys killed this animal by accident, so oh my god, yeah. I don't know. Just I, ju- I just call him, you know, Brad or something like that. I like that. I Brad. like when you call animals like human names. I think that's the best. Yeah, I think that's the because it's like they're your your buddy. Yeah, cause Snooty, come on, <laughs> nobody wants to be called that. Snooty. Yeah, they didn't check with call him like Charles. Charles yeah. could be like a Stephen. Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my cat's name is Bella. Oh, I like that. Yeah, is she mean? Is she bitchy? No. No, she's, she's like cool. the sweetest cat ever. Oh. She's really sweet. Does she have six toes? <laughs> no. What? Oh, I thought, you, I thought you said something else. Oh. Like, what? <laughs> what, what did you that? think I said? There's something about six two or something like that. Or sex two or something. Oh. I was like, I, was, I thought it was some sort of like bestiality comment or like, something. I was like, I don't have sex with my cat. I don't know where I. It's like a real big left turn, but no, um, no, she has five toes on each of them. Yeah, she's not a Hemingway cat. She's not a Hemingway cat. Yeah. Cool. I'm happy you didn't steal a cat from Hemingway's house. No, you don't have to steal them. Like they've got out, and then they're just there. one will bang one, and then gets in a car, <laughs> goes to Wyoming, has another sex with another one in an alley, and then six toe cats all around the country. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So you were playing with manatees. Yeah. And then you were like, I'm doing. Were you doing comedy at night? Yeah, I was doing that for. Um, about four or five, five years maybe uh, with that job. Okay. And um, then I was like, you know what? I don't want health insurance anymore. <laughs> and I also don't want to make a steady paycheck. I'd like to struggle. So I quit the job and then became a comedian. Nice. Mission accomplished. Look, boom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike dropped. Now I sort of have health insurance. Sort of. Yeah. And now I have a paycheck again now I'm, that I'm working on this show, which is great. So. Congrats. Yeah, it's exciting. Direct deposit. Is that Very great? underrated. 
I mean, my yeah. job for something happened. They haven't paid us for like two weeks, and they refused to do direct deposit. So I get it. This you is, should look into that. Not I getting it. <laughs> I get it. Like, yeah, like is, something happened. Well, we're just letting it happen. Though. We're just not gonna yeah. pay you. It's mean. Whatever. It's Hollywood. It happens. I mean, it's cool to not have to set your alarm clock, you know, and just <laughs> sleep in and pretend you're depressed and just stay in bed all day, but. It's also cool to just get money in your account every week. That's nice. It's so nice. I'm kind of into it. You right can like now, buy yeah. things and stuff. And it's cool. Pay bills. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Groceries. So you were just like, I'm going to go to an open mic. Like, how did this happen in Miami? Yeah. So um, I just, you know, I started when I was pretty old. So I, uh, I mean, the short story, I've said this before, but it's not like, well, it's, who knows, there's crossover and things, but on podcasts, but if, if so, then you have to hear it again. It's a short story, but yeah. when my grandfather died, he was one of these people that did a lot of stuff in life, and we were having a memorial for him, and uh, I scanned something like 300 and something photos of him, like in different things he did in his life. And it was like, not just like when he was with his family, but he would like go skiing, snow skiing, and he'd dress in a gorilla suit, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, and he would always have these models, like if you're gonna go to a restaurant, why would you get chicken? I can get chicken in my house. You should try sea urchin or something like that, you know. And he travel a lot, and he was like, oh, "I'm gonna try and take up this, and I'm gonna, you know, rebuild a car and do, you know." So he just did a lot of things, and mm-hmm. it was like when when he passed away. I'm sure everyone has like things they wish they did or regrets stuff, but I felt like he did a lot of things because he just went for it, you know. So then that was kind of a, an impetus for me. Then I made a list of like I should start doing things so that I'm not 60 years old and being like I was gonna do that, you know. And, like, comedy was, like, right at the top of the list. So I went, I went to an open mic, and uh, it was pretty bad. But uh, And I had, like, 70 friends there. At the, the open the mic? The first open mic I ever did was at the Miami Improv. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was a bringer Not show. Not like a coffee shop. No, no. Bringer <laughs> show, right? So you have to bring 10 people. But I told everybody. Everyone. And so like, it was, like, 72 or 75 friends, you know? I remember you I had brought, one. brought, like, a graduating class. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I had, like, one idiot friend. That goes like right before the show goes, are you going to be like one of these people that like memorizes your jokes? I go, you mean like every comedian? And then he told me, he goes, no, Chris Rock just gets up there and wings it. I'm like, okay. Anyways, uh, have fun at the show. So like, like he really thought Chris Rock just, like, just thought of all that shit while I was on stage. Like he's, re- I mean, we already think Chris Rock's a great comedian. You don't have to make it seem like he's that much better. Like he just. Came up with all that. That's but, the uh, last thing you needed to hear. Um, yeah, and I was already like, you know, ready to vomit and just, and I'd never been on stage. I never talked into a microphone. Oh, wow. I so, I, yeah, I never did anything like that. So that was nerve wracking. And um, I don't think it was very good. But, you know, I got through it and then I was like immediately like, oh, I'm going to do that again. And, you know, here we are. So, here you are. Yeah. Did you leave anyone behind? Like, did you have a girlfriend that you had to break up with in Miami? Or was it just when like, I moved to LA? Yeah, when you moved to LA. No, I, I have I have the girlfriend still. She's a comedian. Oh, yeah. so wait, you guys met in Miami and you just continued to date? Yeah. Um, How do, wait, I got to hear this story. How did you guys meet? Well, she was a comedian. She was yeah, a comedian. Yeah. And um, so I, but we knew each other for years before we were dating. Okay. Because on the scene, you know, you know, everybody, Miami's not like LA or New York. It's a much smaller comedy scene. So I think it's really cool because I didn't start doing stand up until I lived here. Oh, really? Okay. So I started in L.A. I would love to have known what it was like to start in like a different scene. For me, it's like Florida gets shit on a lot for comedy. Yeah. They're always like, oh, it's all hack comics down there. And I'm not saying that they're not there. 
of course there is, but they're everywhere. They're yeah. in L.A. I mean, they're in every city. There's co- people that are doing comedy and what in ways that people would say is wrong, or they're doing it without any lust for it. Lust is the right word, or a, a, a zest. That's a, such an old person word. <laughs> zest. Yeah, but uh, Finesse. but in Florida, like we had a cool scene in Miami when I was there. I don't, I'm not there now, so I can't speak to it as much. But as like all the comics that I started with are either in New York or L.A., and a couple of them are like. Like in Denver and maybe I think Denver Austin. Is a good comedy no, scene. still places where there's good comedy scenes. And yeah. Stuff. And um, so, but the cool thing about Florida was once you, if you stuck with it and you got to be consistent, I won't say good because I think at the beginning you just want to be consistent, you know. Um, but funny too. Obviously, you can't just be consistently bad. That's I guess consistent is wrong. <laughs> you consistently bombed. You were going. Look places. at you. Yeah. You're so consistent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're gonna hire you at our club. <laughs> people are leaving. Is he funny? Like, no, yeah. but he's very consistent. <laughs> people on the comment card show was shit, but exactly the same as last week. So <laughs> we just like <laughs> we don't like any surprises. <laughs> we like to come here, get a steak, and then not be entertained. Um, the cool thing was once you got a little bit like once you got in, you know, like I started at the improvs working like the three improvs were all the same owner. So I started mm-hmm. emceeing there and then I would do the road and I do the, there's a chain called Bonkers that had a whole bunch of clubs in Florida. And uh, there was all these little rooms like the, the Gypsy Cab Comedy Club in St. Augustine, which is still there. And Gregory's in Cocoa Beach and Tampa. Had, Cocoa Beach. I've yeah. Tampa has like the improv and side splitters. And they have. So there's there, a lot of opportunity. There's a there. ton of rooms. Now, were they all great? No, I mean, yeah, some of them were better than others and stuff, but you had a lot of opportunity to do shows. And once you proved yourself to be like a capable comic, then people would book you at all these, you know? Mm. So, and you didn't have to like go too far. So then by the time I started leaving Florida and I came out here and stuff too, it was like I already was really, you had a lot of chops, you know? If you did it right, you could just fall into that, like that, into that mentality of like, all right, this is what I need to get by down here. So I'm going to do jokes about this part of town. I'm going to do jokes about Cubans because in Miami there's a lot of them. And then you'd come out to New York or LA and you'd be like, they'd be like, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So they're like, what? Yeah. Kale? Huh? <laughs> but it, it was a good place. To, in my opinion, it was a good place to start. And there's a lot of good comics that came from Florida, you know? Who so. did it first? You or your girlfriend? Comedy. I started first, but not, not too much. Like maybe a year or two before. And then was it, year. did you get a job out here and you were like, okay, let's go? Or were you like, fuck it, we need to go to LA? No, nah, I was like doing the road a lot, and so I I I performed all over the country. But I I was um I basically a lot of my friends had moved out here, and I just knew that if I stayed in Florida, I would just be doing the road the rest of my life, mm-hmm. and I'm already getting older. Or I could go to LA and try and you know like I wanted to work on a television show like I am now, or I wanted to you know get on television like when I, I got on Conan when I came out here and so you know and stuff. So. You know, the opportunities are here. Obviously, everybody knows that. And it's not saying you have to come out here to do it, but I just felt like that was a good spot for me. And I had friends that were out here that would help me, like comics that, like, you know, um, like I started with, but also like Jim. Like, I knew Jim Jeffries before I, I, I moved out here. Like, we were already friends, you know? And I had worked with him a bunch. And so, you know, he's helped me, obviously, tremendously, like, being out here. So, I mean, I'm working on a show now. <laughs> like, he just gave me the job. Like, I don't, but I mean, it's like... It's, like you know, well, I'm, I'm worth it, everybody. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, you're very worth it on your own. Um, yeah, I met him like when he first moved to the country, and uh, the guy I used to do my podcast with, that's Al Jackson. He called me one day and he goes, "Oh, I'm doing warm up for this HBO special." And I go, "Who?" And he goes, "Jim Jeffries." And I'm like, "Who the fuck's Jim Jeffries?" Like, because he was just got here. You know, he basically 
he got here and you know he uh, based on this his down and dirty set got like his his hbo special and it was kind of like one of those things where you're like how did this guy get in there? and then al called me from there and goes yeah uh he's ridiculously good so <laughs> and then literally literally the next week i was working with him at the improv just randomly just randomly and i go hey you know al and it was like oh yeah but and, and so that weekend we hung out we did shows we got along really well he's a really cool guy great which... guy yeah everyone thinks like I don't know what they think, but I it's like... I think maybe they think he's going to be a dick or just kind of... Well, he's he's very edgy, his comic, his comedy. Is. And, you know, he's he's known for being like, you know, like, you know, he's a lot more so before as a party guy, but not, I wouldn't say he's like, he's lost, but he has a kid now, so things change. He's too, down but, a little bit. Yeah. But, um, he's still fun, though. But I think people have a, a thump something in their head where like, this is how he is, and they meet him like, he's really nice. And I go, I had, we were in we were in Vegas not too, too long ago, and a couple other comics came out, and we hung out like the... One night, and they're like, "He's really nice." I'm like, "Yeah, well, what would you what do you think he was gonna be? Like, just fucking punching people in the face?" <laughs> Not that they thought that, but you yeah, know, it's like, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's a sweet guy. He's got a big heart, and he's and he's really nice. And um, so that literally two weeks after that, first time I met him, I worked with him again, mm-hmm. just randomly at a club in Marco Island called Captain Brian's. Yeah. So random. Yeah, and then and then the next week, and he was working the Fort Lauderdale Improv, and he goes, "Hey, do you want to work that with me?" He goes, sure. And I was like, I'll stay back here and I'll give you a ride across the state because it's just across state. Uh-huh. We went on like an airboat ride together, held some alligator, shit like that and stuff. And then, yeah, uh, no big deal. And then we were like, uh, and then we were like buddies then. So anytime he came to Florida, he would call me up and be like, hey, you want to work these dates? And we started doing theater, same thing. When I came out here, let me stay at his place. And just how it worked, just like a random thing. But, you know, we just, we had a lot in common. Um, and obviously a lot of things not in common too, but like we get along really well. So, yeah, that's. What was the first time you did like a bigger theater show where you were like, oh, holy shit, this is like a bigger deal or did it never phase you? First one I ever did big was with Tracy Morgan. So there's this ties back into sports. Anthony Fasano was a tight end for the Miami Dolphins. And uh, then he I think he played for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think he's retired now. Big dude. Tight end. Super good-looking guy too, with a super good-looking wife. Well, by he's the way. a Fasano. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> come on. I think he might be from New Jersey. It sounds like it. I don't know. Look that up, Anthony Fasano. <laughs> I'm looking uh, it up uh, as uh, you tell this um, story. <laughs> so I got a call, like um, somebody at Comedy Central actually recommended me to work there because I'd done the South Beach Comedy Festival, which Comedy Central put on, um, and uh, and they they basically were looking for some comics open for Tracy Morgan for this benefit that Anthony Fasano was doing for a uh, for a um, uh, charity for to modify homes for um, veterans when they came home. You know, if they got injured, if they lost a limb or they were in a wheelchair or something, they had to, like, change how high the counters were. And you don't think about that shit, you know, that. Not at all. So this was a charity for that. I can't remember what it was called, but that that's what it was. And so <clears throat> Anthony Mazzano's people called us and said, hey, we're doing the, um, it's formerly called the Jackie Gleason Center. It's the Fillmore. It was about 2,900-seater, 2,800-seater. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing I'd done before that was maybe – like a, a big club, like 500 seat or something like that. So that was like, and it was, there was another comic, um, Adrian Mesa, he was also opening, who I was friends with. And so both of us kind of like huddled in the dressing room before. He had done some bigger venues, but it was still a big crowd, you know? And it was crazy because Tracy Morgan was down the hall from us and he was like exactly like his character in 30 Rock, but like in a fun, good way. Yeah. Like he, he had his door up in his dressing room so we could hear what was going on. And he had like this one guy was like his handler or some guy. And then there was like, I think this is like there. There was like other people that like just friends and stuff hanging out there with him, but it was like you would hear things like he was pretending the fish or something. I don't know. I don't know what. 
All it was was like, reel it in, Tracy. Come on, get it in. He's like, I got him on the line. Like, I don't know if they were watching a show with fish. I don't know what was going on, but it sounded like they were fishing, but they were in a dressing room, you know? That's so weird. And it was just like, we were just laughing about it. And, cra- and it's one of my favorite things ever, though, was all these Miami Dolphins came back. It was Anthony Pisano, but then it was like Reggie Bush was on the team at the time. Oh, and, cool. uh, and, um, uh, this big, all these big offensive linemen, and, and at the, that time, that season, they were like two and four. It was like one of their worst seasons ever. I think they finished two and fourteen or something. Mm-hmm. But they were in the middle of this terrible season, and all these alpha males came back, and they're excited to see Tracy Morgan. And he, he walks up to him, and he goes, "Listen up, I just want to tell you guys that you guys are terrible." And he, and he just, <laughs> and then he just went out and roasted all the dolphins, like in the. And it was just so fun to see like all these guys just be happy. Like these are like alpha males to this extreme they're nfl players yes. and they couldn't have been happier to like have this guy telling them they were pieces of, like it was just fun and funny to see it it's like one of those moments as a comedian we're like oh this is cool comedy like that you can do that and like don rickles was awesome that he passed away like <gasps> oh, just that thing where you can like favorite. just disarm people that way that wouldn't be that way normally so he was the but, master at that but my favorite part of that whole night two things was that one of them was like i went on stage i went up first and i was worried about it but it went great but it was big, you know, it was like big, the net, the sound coming back and forth, I wasn't used to that. And I walked off stage and then Adrian went on and then Tracy's sitting there on the side of the stage and he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, how'd, how'd, how'd it feel? I'm not good at doing impressions, but I'll distort. I go, that was great. I go, I've never done a, a show like this in a theater. And he goes, oh, did I pop your cherry? That's what he kept saying, did I pop your cherry? I go, yeah, yeah. And he goes, he goes, listen up, this is what you need to do if you want to be famous. This is what he told me. He goes, you got to get pork chop sideburns. Pork chop sideburns, right? Terrible impression, which I used to have. I used to have pork chop sideburns. And he goes, he goes, red shirt, white pants, red gaiters. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he told me. And I just kind of laughed it off. But I always think about that, and I've even talked about it, like, with my friends. And, and so I was like, if I would have done that, I'd probably be famous by now, actually. If I, yeah, if I just been, had that look. Because you're white, too. Yeah, so if I would have <laughs> just had that look, you know, just like, oh, that's that guy, the red and white guy with the pork thing. <laughs> And I was like, shit, I should have listened to Tracy. You know what the hell he's talking about? You're funnier than that. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the first big gig I ever did. But it, it is? Yeah. Like, I've done that venue since, but that was the first big What one. was the name of it? It was the Jackie It's called Gleason. the Fillmore. Okay. But that's like their generic name because Live Nation owns it, you know? So oh, I think, got it. But it's the Jackie Gleason Theater on Miami Beach. That's so that's cool. That's what it originally was called. Jackie Gleason <clears throat> used to have an apartment there. Uh-huh. And like a place he would stay if he was like too drunk. To, I don't know if too drunk is right, but if he didn't feel like Probably going right. home or whatever. <laughs> so like one of the dressing rooms is like now it's just a dressing room, but it was like this huge dressing room. You're like, no, this is where Jackie Gleason used to like live if he felt like, you know, not going home that night or whatever. And so it's, it's right on South Beach, like right in the middle of South Beach. So. We'll have to check it out. Yeah, I do find that athletes love comedy. They really yeah. do. There's um today on the show because I'm in the digital department here. Uh, we had Bill Burr on last night when he did an interview with, with Jim. It was and, um, so good, guys. Watch it. Roy Hibbert, who's like a seven foot two center in the NBA. He's playing for the Denver Nuggets right now, I think. Uh-huh. He like tweeted at it. He goes, Great show. Love Bill Burr. I was like, Roy Hibbert. I was like, like what? He's such like this big kind of, I wouldn't, he's just like this big giant seven two. I just, you know, you never think about it. You just think athletes are like, ah, in their own world of sports and stuff. But they do like come in. There's other athletes that I know that like Jim as well, like that that are like fans of his that contact him. And well, my brother was a professional athlete, and now he's a coach at UCLA. Yeah. And when I told him that I was coming to the show, he was like, "That's my favorite comic." Yeah. And I had no idea he even cared about it. He used to, I mean, wait, like 15 years ago, he loved like Dane Cook. He loves Bill Burr. Yeah. And Jim, he was so excited about, and he just listens to Pandora, just comedians on yeah, Pandora, yeah. which I, I forget about sometimes. There's a way that people find new. I'm comics. on there. 
<laughs> every time I get played, 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 yeah, played. Okay, I'm gonna stroke. <laughs> uh, I think I'm. If you took a penny and you cut it in half, and then you took that half of the penny and you cut that in half, and then if you took that quarter of the penny and then you cut that into four pieces, and then if you took one of those other pieces and melted it down. <laughs> And then you just took an eyedropper and you sucked up the smallest amount of the liquid penny you could have. That's how much I would earn from that. So keep listening, guys. So just listen all day, <laughs> every day. Killing it, Pandora. I love it. I loved your. So how long did it take you to get on Conan when you lived here? Um, or was that through like I agents? actually started the process right before I moved here. Oh, okay. So you did it right. You were smart. It wasn't like, like you moved out here with no money and you're like, what do I do? No, but I wasn't like you're like. Just put it this way. I started, it took me about, a, it took like a, over a year from, 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 hey, like, how you doing? It's like, we'll take a look at this and the whole process. And yeah, it's a little over a year. Okay. So it takes a while. So any, and there's, there was plenty of moments in there where like, there was no contact. Like I'd send an email to see what's up and this and that. And I'll tell anybody this that's in comedy or is like thinking or anything in life is like, just cause I would never take things personally when you're trying to get in contact with somebody that literally everybody else in your same industry is trying to get in contact with them every day, mm-hmm. you know, cause you're always like, well, I sent him three emails and he's never responded. So I guess he's a fucking asshole. And it's like, yeah, everybody has sent him three emails at the same time. So there's like one of 10 things have happened. Like your email is 500 that day. And you just, it's like all about like when you get it in, I just think sometimes you try to guess, you're like, I think he's probably at the computer now. And you're like, oh. you know, it's a numbers game. Yeah. And, and it's just like it's like anything in life because everyone's had some power at some point in their life, no matter how small it is. And you're still delegating your time and your resources. For like, well, I can't deal with this right now because I got to deal with this. So I just kind of look at it like that. But so it takes a while, you know, yeah. and it could never happen. I have I have friends that, you know, thought they're going to get on. and They haven't. And it's just it's frustrating, you know, but and there's a lot of comics and they're all trying to do the same thing. And, you know, there's only so many spots. So I just got I got really lucky, too. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, but it's because. You're funny and you have this. I'm not saying that's not it, but there's always an element of luck and timing to everything. That's what comedy is, you know? So I think that's what everything is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many instances where I'm like, oh, if that would have happened, I wouldn't have X, Y, Z, you know? That's so, so true. Yeah. I had a guest on last week, and she's a professional dancer, and she's done anything you'd want to do as a dancer in her career. And she was a Nick City dancer. Mm. And they made them be like extras. Is that what they're called for the Knicks? Yeah, they're oh, Nick, Nick City, City dancers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they made her, when she first joined the squad, be like an extra for a Christina Aguilera like performance. Yeah. So she didn't actually get to dance. And she was so like, oh, I just want to dance with Christina. Cut to a year later, she had moved out to L.A., Yeah. was booked on some TV show, and she was like, I made it. <laughs> and they fired all the dancers like yeah. two weeks in. Because they wanted non-union people and they were like, let's pay them less. So they fired all the union people. And the next day, her manager called and was like, you have an audition today. Now, if she wasn't fired from that job, she couldn't have gone to the audition. audition Good news. They want to undercut you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But the audition. You like peanuts? That's what they're actually paying you in peanuts. It's not a. It's not. (laughs) <laughs> and that's it's not a like, euphemism for you're getting like you're actually getting paid in like peanuts, that's so. like not yeah. money yeah <laughs> so if she hadn't have gotten fired she wouldn't have gotten that audition she ended up booking that audition and it was a christina aguilera gig Boom. and she tours with christina oh she does yeah wow that's amazing works with her and she was yeah. in a movie burlesque with her and she was so devastated when she got fired yeah and then the next day <laughs> and you get angry you get angry 
like I know comics that I'll watch a late night set and they'll be like, blah, 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 was on late night. How did they get, you know? And I'm not saying I haven't watched late night sets, whether it's Conan or Colbert or Fallon, and been like, I am not wasn't really into that set. I didn't mm-hmm. think that was that funny. Everyone's done that. Yeah. Because you have your preferences and stuff. But when you start saying that person got that, why she and I got, and you start doing that, that's like your road to ruin. Yeah. Especially if you live in LA or something. It's like, it's like you can't do that. And that doesn't mean you're not going to, it's just so weird when people base what they're doing based on what somebody else is getting. It's like that means nothing for you. It's people really, can get shit and you can still get shit. You should. There's room for yeah. everyone. I'm just happy when when comedians get things now. Exactly. Like whenever I see a comedian succeeding in something, I'm like, even if I'm like, don't like the show or I don't like particular like their brand of comedy or whatever, I'm always like, yay, comedians. All right. I went to see right. Girls Trip this weekend. Yeah. And Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, I, I don't even know Tiffany Haddish, but she's on a rocket ship right now. I yeah. used to, before I started doing stand-up, I worked at the Laugh Factory for two years in yeah. Hollywood. And she used to hang out with us. Like, I was a server, and she would be the same exact person she is in that movie. And that was eight years oh, really? ago. Yeah. And so it's just so cool, because it took her eight years yeah. to get to that point. And she was just as funny eight years ago as yeah, she yeah. is now. You know, so yeah, but she's done. She had a few things like the the Carmichael, the Carmichael uh, show, show. but even then, no one knew her name. But even she was good, she was really good on it, and like she you could great. see it where it's like, and I don't know her. I've never even really seen her do stand up, to be honest with you. It's funny, but like she's after a good that storyteller. But after the story she told with you know Jada and mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, fucking Will. Will, Jesus, <laughs> who's that guy? Yeah, that other guy. <laughs> You'll hear about him. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, after that, and then the reviews were so good, and everyone was like, she was like. I guess they compared her to Melissa McCarthy and Bridesmaids or Zach Galifianakis and in, in, in The Hangover type of thing where they, she stole the movie. The and, coolest thing about yeah. her performance, and I think with Melissa and I Zach. I haven't seen it, but yeah. Go see it. Um, you're I like, will, I might I, miss it. No, I went and saw Baby Driver the other day. I wanted to see oh, that before I, I left see the that theater. One. Yeah, it was really good. I, okay, well, we'll I liked movies. it, but the, some people are like, it was too stylized. And I'm like, yeah, well, that was the point. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, like, what that's did how you want it supposed to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I enjoyed it. Some people didn't like it. I yeah, like but stylized. It's, it's different for everybody. Girl's Trip is a movie I would see on an airplane or yeah. I don't need to see it in a movie theater and pay twenty dollars. Like I don't need the experience. <laughs> I'll see it eventually. Like I I'll, love I'll my watch. girlfriends. <laughs> no, I'll watch it, but it's like I don't. It's like it's not like a movie. Like I want to see Dunkirk. Okay. Before it leaves the theater, because it's like that epic war movie that yeah. Christopher. I don't want to see that on a little ten-inch screen in an airplane. That's a good. That's a good way yeah. to gauge what movies you're yeah. going to see at the theater. So I'm not against it. It's just movies are expensive now. They are. It's so much yeah. money. Yeah. And now they there's bars at movie theaters, so you can have yeah, a cocktail. Yeah. So that so adds you're like, to you're it. out like 120 yeah. bucks. <laughs> but getting back to your point, like I don't even know her, but I was like happy for her. I was like, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like there's a comedian in the news, and it's not because they did something know, dumb. Because people said they went insane, or they, you know, yeah told a joke that they overanalyzed <laughs> like Dave Chappelle the other night there like somebody blogged again I was what like can we stop blogging because like you know in his special the the artist spin uh-huh. I guess is that what it was called or he had the two specials released on Netflix one yeah. of them was, I think it was called the age of spin I'm sorry age of spin such an old man now I just mess up everything the art of spin he told a joke <laughs> about transgender people and and he um and he wasn't sensitive people said he wasn't sensitive enough to it so he's still doing more material and he's still just exploring and stuff like that and so the article it was so annoying they're like again they weren't there at Mm -hmm. the show or even if they were they were like and then next the joke said blah 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 it's like 
go fuck yourself. Either have the video, which you're not going to have at a Dave Chappelle show because now he has those phones that they lock in the bags, which I oh, think yeah. they should have everywhere at a comedy show. But <laughs> either have the video so everyone can watch it and be like, no, I think that's good in that context. You can't just be like, and then the next thing in the joke was like, like, Number one, no one's good at retelling jokes. No. Even comedians aren't good at retelling other comedian jokes. I don't jokes. try I to like, do that. Yeah. So now you're going to sort of retell the joke and then just pick out the parts to make it sound like. Because you have to add in timing and yeah. facial expression. And I'm, not, I'm not saying don't be offended, but it's you're at a comedy show. If you don't like it, then you can just say. When someone was like, hey, did you go see David Chappelle? I'm like, yeah, I wasn't in that into it. Why not? I told a couple of jokes that I wasn't into. All right. Cool. Shouldn't, be, shouldn't be an article. No, I agree with that. Terrible. It's yeah. so annoying. Like, it's have just... an opinion, but, like, keep it to yourself. So that's why I was saying, like, when there's, like, good news, like, hey, here's a comedian mm-hmm. that's killing it. And you're like, all right, good. That's that's what we're, we're supposed to be. Yeah, That's funny. Yeah. It was making people laugh. All right, good. That's what we're supposed <laughs> to do. I love in that article about Dave Chappelle. I was like, and nobody was laughing except for everybody else, except me. That was how it should have been. you're like, okay, well, you obviously... <laughs> suck um i love your bits on being at the grocery store and certain aisles that you shouldn't be allowed to go down oh well (laughs) something about that joke i'll tell you full disclosure right (laughs) i was accused of stealing that joke right what yeah here's another thing so i was accused of stealing two jokes on my conan set so so there's another comic um dan st germain do you know him yeah and he had, he had, he's, he's done Jersey. Conan at least once. I think he's done it a couple of times. He has he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah. And when I was doing Conan, I like ran into him. I remember that he told me this, and he goes, he goes, ah, oh, it's really great you're doing that. Congratulations. He goes, he goes, whatever you do, don't read the comments on your YouTube thing. And I go, ah, oh, yeah, okay, I won't read the comments. And then it goes up, and I I don't know. It was like right when it started, it was maybe at like seventy thousand plays after a couple of days, and I was like, ah, oh, it's amazing. And then the thumbs up were like at like sixteen hundred thumbs up. And like 45 thumbs down. I'm like, what a good ratio that is that's for great. the internet. I mean, that's like. You've that's, made it. Yeah. I go, you know what? I'm going to read the comments. This looks good. No. Should have listened to Dan. Uh, I did. <laughs> and so some of it was like not funny. This and that. I don't give a shit about that. That's whatever. Um, but then there was started. There was a couple of people that said I stole jokes. One was this thing about health insurance, about getting in a car accident in my car. I love that joke. bit. It's so yeah, relatable. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And um. There was another comic that has a similar bit that, I mean, says the f- one line almost the same way I say it. And then the rest of it is uh, is is different. Yeah. That comic ended up contacting me. Not in a, a, a bad way at all. Just like, hey, my friends were telling me this. I do have a similar bit. I know we've never met, but here's what mine is. And I go, oh, man. And I sent him my clip. I'm like, here's where I go. And he goes, yeah, it's cool. He's like, what should we do? I'm like, nothing. I'm like, what are you going to do? What? It's like, yeah, like court what? of public opinion is like people are going to be on your side or my side or whatever. What? And so um, he was cool with it. And I go, thanks for contacting me. And that was like really like, you know, mature thing, you know. Yeah. We're friends. I'm hanging all the time. We're friends with him now. You know, we talk and so So that was cool. But it has, there's been a couple places where I try to get booked that he's been booked at before and that has come up. And I'm like, well, you can talk to him. We've talked about it. So there was another, the grocery store one was another one where they said, people said, Ricky Gervais did this joke. And I, I, I didn't respond to any of these, but in my head I was like, I've never watched Ricky Gervais' stand-up. Not that I don't like Ricky Gervais, but I mean, I've only just watched him as an actor ever. Yeah. And so then I searched for the clip and there were some similarities to it, you know? But I go, well, I'm, I, then I, I have the genesis of how I wrote this joke, you know? Talking to a nutritionist and the whole thing and the aisles and, and so I was like, anyways, you know, I was like, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm fine with that. And it's different enough and whatever. And then cut to him trying to get booked somewhere else at this club. And they go, well, I'm uncomfortable with this. I'd send the cone and said, I'm uncomfortable with this because there's a joke 
that I've heard before. And I go, oh, is it the grocery store I was one? He goes, yeah. And I go, Ricky Gervais? And he goes, no. This guy, Chad Daniels, who's who's a very... You know he's a very he's 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 a very successful. I mean very very successful. He makes he's a professional comic. Yeah. If you know him or not, very funny, super funny guy. Tours all around the country. I've never met Chad Daniels, never seen any of his sets. Never. I don't watch a lot of comedy online, but it kind of blew me away because I go, well, here's the funny thing is, under my YouTube clip on Conan, it said, oh, Ricky Gervais did this joke, and other underneath that comment, someone said, yeah, well, he stole it from the Scottish comic who did this same thing, and I go. Maybe it's just a joke about grocery store aisles and other people thought it was, And I go, how do you know that guy didn't steal it from me? And like, not that I'm accusing yeah. Chad or anyone, but I was just like, I was like, why am I the one that stole the joke? And why, why didn't do I have they? to be the And I'm like, and I don't think any of us stole it. How about that? Like, just sometimes there's parallel thinking and there's like a similar kind of thing, you know? And it was like, it sucked. The only good thing I'll tell you is after I did Conan, I never, I don't do those jokes anymore. Like, I just was kind of like, those were on TV, so they're gone. So I don't do the joke anymore, so it's yeah. not really like, I'm going to be telling it on stage, like, oh, I hope nobody's like, oh, I fucking stole this. But it's like, that's like a big thing in the comedy world is if you say you stole something, like oh, it's a joke, sure. right? And um, I heard a podcast one time, and I think it was Tom Papa's podcast. Mm-hmm. Like it was Tom that. Papa talking. And he was talking about stealing jokes and i think it was uh jackie yeah it was yeah it was tom papa's podcast and jackie uh cashin was on it Mm -hmm. and you know her yeah Yeah. and she she, uh they were talking about a show they were doing together they were in the back talking in the green and like she goes on stage does her act and she does a joke about uh i think either her neighbor or her friend having a diabetic cat and they had to give it shots and however the joke goes right tom papa did not watch her set he goes on stage and he does a joke about someone he knows or whatever having a diabetic cat and the, he's the oh next comic he went on stage and the crowd wasn't responding or something he's like oh this joke has been doing well I don't know why and he gets on stage and, and clearly Jackie's not like you stole that joke but it's yeah. just that's how cra- like that's how close it could be where it's like you know a diabetic cat joke like who thought we'd have yeah. them both <laughs> now there are obviously famous instances of people stealing material in the comedy world and we all know but I don't have to rehash that but it's like so it does happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But I think what happens more often than not is like like parallel things. The diabetic cat is crazy. That's crazy. Grocery store aisles is like, all right, everybody goes Everyone grocery goes shops. grocery shopping. Yeah, I mean, the gist of the joke, if people don't know, is that like you, you should, they should make the only the aisles wide enough. The, the, the food that's worse for you is in aisles that are skinny. So if you're too big and you can't fit in there and get it, I mean. I'm butchering my own joke. That's how bad I, <laughs> I haven't told it in like four years. <laughs> well, that's but, like dude, whenever people are like, oh, you're a comedian. Tell me a joke. It's like, yeah. I'm not going to uh, right yeah. now. Not in the rhythm. So, yeah. yeah. So you're not in the rhythm. Yeah. It's but, all uh, good. But uh, you can watch it. You can watch concept. it. Put a nice comment on there. Yeah. Say this nice guy. Comment. This guy seems very original. <laughs> Nothing on here seems like anything I've heard before. But it does suck that that's out there. But I mean, you know. I can only say I didn't do it, and then people are going to believe what they want to believe. And I mean, if you watch the, if you listen to the rest of my material or my album, and like that, I have, I have jokes about eating babies and like other <laughs> random shit. Like, if somebody had another joke about that, I would probably be skeptical. Like, oh, that's kind of weird. But you know, why would I write? The, why would the like? T- I only, you only do four and a half minutes on Conan. Why would I be like, you know, what? I'm going to put the two jokes I stole on TV, right? right? For yeah, everyone so. to see. It's just a shitty thing when you're a comic, you know, and you're excited about something. Because you work yeah. so much yeah. on your set and it's all your ideas and your point of view. And yeah. then to, it's just like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. Do you do stuff? Because so many comics do stuff either about being single 
or being in relationships. Yeah. Do you do stuff about your relationship or do you I, stay I sort of the dudes that? more relationship material, not necessarily about my relationship a little bit, but it's like I've never done that that much. And then when I do the jokes, they, you know, audiences like that. They you do. You know, because they like to identify with certain things. So yeah. if you're like, you know, if you talk about gambling, like, oh, fucking, I don't gamble, so what the hell, you know? <laughs> but if you talk about being in a relationship, everyone's like, I've been in a relationship, so let's, you know. So um, I there's some newer jokes that I haven't really figured out how to tell yet that are about relationships. So it's yeah. kind of hard. You have to I walk stole a fine them from somebody line. else. I'm just watching the YouTube clips over and over. I got to get the <laughs> cadence right. And there's a couple words I can't understand what he's saying. Uh, it's Louis C.K. So I'm gonna steal from him. It's pretty. No one's seen his act before. So who's that? <clears throat> Louis. Louis. I'd like to see him. And then C.K. It's a weird name. Yeah. yeah. Look it up. You can probably find some clips. He's an up and comer. Yeah. <laughs> But you're since your girlfriend is a comic too, like yeah. she probably wouldn't be offended by anything you say, right? Maybe I don't know. Have you like, guys talked about this? I have a joke about crying that I've done for a while now, and about like crying as a man and how it's not like socially acceptable, and kind of going through the the trials of like wanting to cry. But you're and and originally I included her and not by name but it'd be like my girlfriend was you know and like and was made it a little bit personal about something and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if she was she's a comic so she would never ever in a million years say don't do that you know yeah but i'm sure that that it, she's more comfortable if i'm not saying like stuff about her you know like anyone would be you know for sure because like she doesn't do a lot of jokes about relationships either but if she did one and she's like my boyfriend he's got a small dick or something I'd be like yeah which not true <laughs> even if it is i don't give a fuck I'm but old. I'm true. almost. I'm almost done having sex in my life. So what's the? <laughs> but uh, no. But I mean, you, you'd still sit in the back like, hey, wait a second. I, it's a. Uh, <clears throat> it's an interesting thing that you know. But I, we would never. Either of us would never ever say anything like, "Don't do that," because, you know. Do you guys go to each other's shows a lot? Yeah. Sure. I yeah. mean. Yeah. I mean. <clears throat> yeah, I would say a, a good amount. Not always. I mean, we're not like bound to it i mean we have our own shit going on too but if there's a night where one of us isn't working and the other one is and i'm like oh you know doing a show at the improv whatever and like all right i'll come tag along with you you know yeah. and i have some shitty bar show i'm like no i'm not going no, to i'm that. done no, i'm kidding <laughs> i've gone to that too i love shitty bars i'm hosting a shitty bar show it's not a shitty bar show it's free parking it's really cool it's fun it's this thursday actually this now they're be up great again. where else are you gonna do the free parking know, yeah. new material I'm saying. that's well, I'm kind of newly in a relationship, so I'm starting to do the whole like not yeah. being single in a relationship thing. And yeah, but you can still do even if you're in a relationship, you can still talk about being single. Oh, I mean, for sure. Yeah, yeah. you were single. Everyone's been single at some point, whether you're in a relationship or not. Exactly. So that's that's her texting me right now. Is she now. here? I think. So. Um, yeah, she is. Okay, we'll finish up. Well, yeah, we got. We'll do a fire question round. How about that for okay. you? Okay, is 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 it good? Yeah, good yeah, okay. no, but I also actually I want to know, you're you moved to Hollywood. Yeah. You've done Conan. Like Glendale, I moved to. <laughs> you moved to Glendale. So <laughs> you the Armenians. You have no more hair on your body. I'm sure you've already done the laser hair removal. Is that a thing in Glendale? Yes. That's is that where, an Armenian thing? It's an Armenian thing. That's where you go to get the good but cheap laser hair removal. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. I've lived in Glendale three years. Oh my god! I know yes. all the other Armenian things. What are the other ones? Well, I didn't even I didn't you? know about Armenian Genocide Day until I moved there. 
That was like, yep. I was like, you can't go to Zancow Chicken on April 22nd or April. I think it's April. Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, the main squeeze and I decided to go to the Glendale Galleria on that day. Oh, uh, yeah. Whew. Forget it. That was scary. And it's like, you don't, you don't talk, mess, you don't, just don't talk about turkey if you go to Glendale. Don't even order a turkey sub. <laughs> I don't know if you know about the Armenian genocide, but turkey still has not taken responsibility for the genocide. We haven't gotten over it. It's a hundred over a hundred years now. <laughs> <clears throat> not we. I'm not Armenian. I was like, are you Armenian? Yeah. You're like, wait, what? No, I'm not. But I, I, love, I could play one on TV. I love living there because it's like it's non-industry. It's like Armenian. Wait. It's like families. Yeah, and it's like they have really good bakeries, like savory and sweet, and then they have like if you if you like kind of like Middle Eastern kind of Armenian, if it's like all there, and oh yeah, I just really like the 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 temperament of Glendale. But you're so close to everything, it's just you like are. right over the river, and you you know that's what people from Glendale I like saying over the river, and people are like river. I'm like L.A. River. You don't know about it? It's, <laughs> it's raging. <laughs> it's raging through the cement. It's a beaut. Yeah. It's yeah. gorgeous. Um, okay, so you've done all these things. You did. You moved to Glendale, not Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, you're working on a TV show. You're touring the world. Yeah. What's next? What do you like? What's a bucket list thing? Are you kind of just going to go with what comes next? Yeah, I don't have it. I've never made goals. I never had a bucket. Literally have never made goals in my life. I never like, and then next year I'll be doing this. And so I kind of just go with the flow, you know, yeah. and see what happens. Like I want to do certain things, but I don't push to get there, which is probably good and bad, yeah. you know, in certain ways. But like I would just, I would like to, I like not traveling right now. Like, and I don't mean not traveling to like Iceland or New Zealand, which I got to go earlier. I mean, like, not traveling to, you Idaho. know. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Boise was kind of cool. I went there too. I do like the, it's not actually the places. Like, like people would say Iowa. And I'm like, no, nah, I like Des Moines. I like going there. I like going to the places because the places are always cool and there's always something different. It's just the, the act of traveling. The travel. You know, itself. it's like, yeah. So I should rephrase that. Even traveling to the places that are cool is still, it's kind of like a, you know, like I'm traveling this weekend for the first time in a while, and I'm already like, oh, I gotta sit on a fucking plane. You know, where it's are you like, going? I'm going. I'm doing some gigs with Jim. I'm going to to uh, St. Louis and Nashville. So, oh, that's cool. Never been to St. Louis. Gonna get a picture next to the arch, get on the plane, go to Nashville, boom, back. Boom. There we go. Get some Cardinals. Yeah. Stuff. So I don't. I don't know what. I mean, right now I'm happy. You know, I'm like I'm. I'm still getting to do stand up. Uh, I got direct deposit. You know, <laughs> things are going this good. Podcast, direct deposit. Yeah. Direct deposit. <laughs> don't frown upon it. It's don't think great. the grass is greener on the other side it's not trust me you get a check from a club and you're like well hopefully this you know goes through goes through because it'll be really easy to get this person on the phone for the next three weeks <laughs> sarcasm it's kind of hard <laughs> it is what it is right. okay we're gonna go through you know some random sports some random this jersey. Is fire round this is just like a quick whatever comes how long to do your... i have for each answer you as long as you want to take as long as uh so it's Lisa not really the you. fire round <laughs> it's the it's just a fire enough side fire round. round, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, worst moment on stage? Oh. Uh, um, okay. Like, I got booed on stage. You got booed? Yeah, it was early on in my career. I was doing a guest spot uh, for Gary Owen. You know who he is? I've heard the name. I don't Gary know. Owen is a white comedian, but his one of his claims of fame is he's the only white comedian to host BET's Comic View, which is a more urban show yeah so his crowd was more urban and i was probably a year in year and a half in Ooh. and i came up there with my my act that i i didn't adjust my act <laughs> i came in with a, a the room a, a joke about masturbating to a country song it's a really good choice so uh anyways i got booed i was like literally got booed off stage and I almost quit comedy then. That was really. Were you rough. like, I'm done? Like this? No. Pretty much. I was like, I didn't even want to walk again? out and have people see me that were in the crowd. 
There was a guy that did see me. He was he talking was to my scared. friend who killed, and he goes, oh, man, hey, good set. I go, yo, I clearly saw you booing me. He goes, no, I was just messing around. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah, That's that was, not messing around. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was not fun. That was probably one of my worst times on stage, but I persevered, and here I am. Um, who's your biggest comedy influence? Influence? Yeah. <sighs> I, mean, I don't know. Remember, I, remember, I, remember, I talked about it earlier. Like, yeah. does I, I? I always say like George Carlin and Gary Shandling were the two that that I really influenced me a lot. I'm super dry, as you can tell. You, you know, are. like so that's Gary Shandling, like all the way. I think you know, and yeah. uh, but George Carlin just because it was like so, like uh, not smart, smart, but just so the and for the same reasons everybody else is. You know, besides being like a wordsmith, but also he would be like really smart and socially relevant, and then. You know, he'd tell a dick joke, so I'm like, <laughs> or a fart <laughs> joke, probably a better friend. Like, What's you know. your favorite uh, club to perform at, in general, anywhere? Oh, man, um, I really liked the Miami Improv because I started there, and everyone hated that in the rest of the country. Like, comics would come there from LA and be like, "I heard this is the worst club in the country," and I'm like, "Well, it's my home club, and I like it." But um, Madison, Wisconsin, comedy in the state. I haven't been there in a while. That club's great. What about in LA? Oh, and, and L.A. Okay, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna go. Oh, in L.A., um, there's a bunch I like. Uh, I really like the West Side Theater. It's great there. I think it's great. Yeah. It's a great environment and a great vibe and stuff. I like the improv. I get to perform there a lot, so I should That's say that. Favorite. But I do like the improv. I actually really like the lab now too. The lab's so cool. The lab is like a really cool thing that they've done there too. But yeah. I really like the improv. That was one of the first ways I ever performed in L.A. too. Mm-hmm. Um, I like flappers a lot too. I live close That's to flappers. That's the first place I ever performed. <laughs> I, I I live close to flappers. They they give me a lot of love, and I really like performing there. I feel really like at home there on the stage. So I cool. love yeah. that. No, yeah, as far as clubs, those are the three that I, I mean. You know, I'd say like Ice House. I like too. I don't perform that much at the store, just some book shows, but it's fun because of the history there too. They're all different. Yeah, Laugh Factory. I never perform at. Yeah. Nothing against it. I just I'm never there. So. I, it's weird. That's the only one I've never performed at, and I worked there for two years. I was gonna say, yeah. Didn't you say you worked there? Right. Was, yeah. They should have some loyalty. We'll get in there. Yeah. It's fine. It's all good. Uh, Frank Sinatra or Dean Martin? Uh, neither. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you have a favorite singer? Like, like just like a solo artist? Or no, just like music that like anything band singer. Yeah, this is a. I love music, and then whenever anyone asks me to, it's so to, annoying to like right. single. You know, what I really like right now what? a lot is Frank Ocean. Oh, I've liked him for years though. But like, I when I get on the planeters, I will be putting Frank Ocean on like first thing. I wouldn't expect that. From yeah, you. I know you wouldn't. Yeah. That. that's why I said that. <laughs> but I will. I can. I know all of his songs, that- and I'm really into him. And he's he's such a he's like a space alien that does music you know like he's really creative and cool and stuff that's so amazing there you go. there's one look you at you think. left field i exactly frank ocean i appreciate that from you yeah. uh any given sunday or rudy we're talking movies oh, rudy. Come rudy. rudy any given sunday looks like it was shot on an iphone it's like weird lighting and shit and it's like it's it. so like it's so like <laughs> unrealistic too it's like and why why was the if you ever watch any given sunday again it, why were the lights not working in any of the stadiums they were playing in <laughs> It was like they were playing with cars lined up with the headlights on the field. It was like, isn't this in the NFL like or a pro league or something? They like, didn't put that in the budget. Watch the if you ever watch that again, it's like dark in every game. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, the, Rudy's great, and I hate hate Notre Dame football. Mm-hmm. But how do you not like Rudy? It's like the underdog story. You're a monster if you Sam don't. Samwise Gamgee's in it from Lord of the Rings. That was after his oh, Hobbit yeah. career. 
John John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. That was like their first. Yeah, yeah. it's a great movie. It's like a, it's like one where you're like, yeah, Rudy. It's one where it makes everyone happy. And the lighting's realistic. <laughs> Any given Sunday is. I just saw it like maybe two months ago. When I was on the road. I was on, I'm like, what is going on? Like why? <laughs> why? Can't, yeah, you know why he can't complete a pass? He can't see him because there's no lights. It's like pitch black. <laughs> If you had a rider when you're on tour, uh, what would be like the top three foods you needed to have in your dressing room? If you could just be an asshole. Sushi. I love sushi. Ooh, what kind? I like anything. But if you're, if you're just going to give me like a piece of nigiri, like a little piece of rice, and then like either like a tuna belly or a, a yellowtail on there, like a fatty tuna, but boom, I'm in. Done. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll throw some, throw some sushi in there. You could do drinks, Tacos. Too. I'm wearing a hat that says taco. You are. <laughs> yeah, so let's get a guy making tacos, or one. It can be either. Yeah. But just, you know, so that it's, like, fresh. Like yeah. Like a fresh little, tiny, I don't like the taco just authentic street there. taco, you know? The yeah. cilantro and the onion, throw that on there. And, um, uh, hmm, like, something cold and sweet, like an icy, like a slushy, <laughs> like an Italian ice. Like it. Yeah. Keeping it in the family. Yeah, for dessert. Italian. Yeah. Speaking of Italians. Uh, casino or the Godfather? Casino. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying I don't like the Godfather. I've watched the Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. They're great movies. My grandfather's and stuff. in the Godfather. Love oh, the really? movie. Yeah. But Casino's my favorite. Your grandfather's in it like as a, a character I would know or just kind of like no, in a party that was he like was, a, the wedding or something? Or? Yeah. He was in the wedding. Oh, yeah. He was training Anthony Quinn and somehow got roped into doing the Godfather. Oh, cool. and yeah. It was cool. Anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, casino to me, I just maybe it's more of a modern thing, but I just like the whole vibe of it and stuff, and the gambling aspect of it too. Because I'm, yeah. you know, that was a big part of my life. Do so you, think, you don't gamble now? No, I. Yeah, no. Do you play fantasy football? No, no. Yeah. I've played fantasy football, yeah, a bunch, <laughs> but yeah. That's that's in the past. Okay, two more questions: uh, meatballs or bouillonnaise? Meatballs. Meatballs. I meatballs all day. All day. The Italian, Swedish, I don't give a shit. <laughs> just Whoever a ball thought of, of that, meat. they're like, just just mash it. It's meat. <laughs> Throw a little fennel seed in there. You're good. Fuck so. yeah. Okay. Uh, what else? Oh, best advice for dating. You've been dating for seven years? Yeah. What's kept it going? It doesn't feel like dating anymore. It just feels like, you know, this person likes hanging around me, so we're doing it. But, um, I mean... I don't know what's got. I mean, she's super awesome and sweet, and and that's what's kept it going. <laughs> not anything that I've done. It. She's like one of the the nicest people ever, and I'm not I'm not a good boyfriend probably. Mm. And so she's kept it together by being. I'm not saying always, but I'm just saying she's just a sweet person. So. I'm sure you're a great boyfriend. Yeah. You're very sweet too. And last question, Thanks. because we talked about this, Lady Gaga retweeted a song I did. Oh, yeah. I think we're best friends. Lady Gaga or Britney Spears. <laughs> Oh, Lady Gaga. Yeah. She's more talented. Yeah. Yep. Well, no, different. I think so. I think Britney had her heyday. I think she, there was something about her that was amazing, and she's a great dancer. I think she's a better dancer than Lady Gaga. Not the dancing thing, but the showmanship type yeah. thing and the creativity. In it. And even, like, somebody that takes risks. Like, I don't think wearing a meat dress is good, mm-hmm. but I just like that when people, it's like in comedy. Like, you take risks, and you try things and do things, and not everything's going to work. And she so, keeps trying different yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, all right, She's well, evolved. that's crazy, whatever you're doing right now. So yeah. good on you. you and know? that's why we have to end, because I'm going to her concert uh, tonight, Nemo. Yeah, have fun. Yeah, I have the best main squeeze ever, and he made that happen. And he's 
He's okay. He's <laughs> Forrest works with us. Edit. <laughs> yeah, he he has his moments. Uh, nah, he's good. He's a good guy. Uh, I like him a lot. Yeah, I'll tell him you said that. So yeah, he's on the show. And then <laughs> one last thing before I let you go, um, tell the meatballs how they can find you. Oh, uh, well, my out. name is Forrest Shaw, F-O-R-R-E-S-T-S-H-A-W, and that is pretty much how you can find me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or my website, which I need to update. But, uh, yeah, it's, if you put in Forrest Shaw, Forrest Comedian in Google, all that shit comes up. Pictures of manatees and me come up, and <laughs> the best things are going on sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, all the time. If you live in L.A., go on Facebook. I always put that on there. If you don't live in L.A., go to my website, and I'm going to update that, so. I love That's it. Shows. And then go to his Conan YouTube clip and write really nice comments and say how hilarious he is. How original. <laughs> Grocery store aisles? Never heard of that. What? <laughs> and when you do that, then go to the What's Your Jersey review part and review this podcast with five stars and yeah. say how original and fun we are. Boom. Boom. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. You're the best, Forrest. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. you're. You taught me a lot today. <laughs> that's what it's about right <laughs> exactly i didn't learn anything on this podcast <laughs> hey that's not true i did learn something i forget what it is now i feel yeah i feel like i taught you something new england's getting a plane new england's getting a plane you're welcome <laughs> yes and yeah. i learned to love lebron over irving yeah flat earther yes Come on. flat earther fuck that shit yeah anyway uh we're coming to you from las palmas studios in hollywood um have a great weekend and we'll catch you on the flip side bye because you were born this